Hey, Damien, I'm on here with CJ. Are you um, able to join? Yeah, I, I, well, I'll start with CJ and then and then we'll, you know, we'll just continue once you jump in. I gave you the meeting code and a, and a text. All right, sounds good. All right, bye. Well right. said. Yeah. Hey, um, just to bring it back to the film for a second, I just want to remember: Did we tell Damien? Did we tell CJ about our conversation with Amanda? I can't remember. No, we didn't. We didn't. That's what I was going to. I and again, I apologize for earlier this week. I totally lost track of the dates. Like it, it hasn't happened to me yet that I've like lost track of time and space. But it did happen earlier, you know, this week, and I just had an absolute brain fart. It was like, oh shit, it's already Wednesday. So, um, but uh, yeah, so yeah, she raised some really valid points. Um, they're interesting, although I don't know if, you know, I necessarily want to take everything thing into consideration because I think she's point she, she hit on some things we were going for as well. But one in particular was am I supposed to root for this person? And, you know, as a person who's completely unaware of, of, of your history and everything else, just from reading the script, you know, she was just kind of like, am, am I supposed to, you know, that's kind of a, a, a main, that's a main point in most stories, right? You know, you're supposed to like this person, your main character. You're supposed to cheer for them. You're supposed to feel strongly about them. She said that at the end of reading this, you know, because the main character walks away without any sort of pendants, without any sort of learning from mistakes or repercussions, more, more repercussions than learning from mistakes, I think. It seemed like, okay, this is just a night of debauchery gone right. You know, how am I supposed to feel about this person? Because from what I get, I don't feel terribly bad for this person because nothing happened there was no stakes right like that's when you're writing a story it's always stakes like what are the stakes that are here you know the biggest stakes obviously are life and death and there was no nobody lost their life there was no anything like that right you know then the next thing is you know some you know maybe jail time and there was no jail time Right. There was nothing. There was. It didn't seem like there was something necessarily at stake, and that was almost lost per se. Um, so I think we, talk about we wanted to kind of. Yeah, I think we wanted to kind of delve a little deeper into. At what point did you feel like I have something to lose, and if so, what was it? The bottom line of why I'm here is that I'm the why guy. I don't know why you do what you do. What is your motive for action? What is it that drives you in your life today, not 10 years ago, or are you running the same pattern? Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, to the latest episode of the Normalized Podcast. I am CJ, your host, and as always, I thank you for your time and attention. Normalizedpodcast.com is where you can find all the previous episodes. Let me try to bring my voice down here. I think I'm a little excited. Where you can find all the previous episodes. Um, get some context on the show about my journey to becoming normal, um, which I'm sure is pretty similar to a lot of people's journey to becoming normal. 
We are two and a half months of this uh, pandemic, of the COVID pandemic. And let me just say off the top, I hope everybody out there is staying healthy, doing what you have to do to not only protect yourself, but to protect your family and the people around you. I understand how frustrating it is to be locked up in the house or not even locked up per se, but just not having that social and community engagement that you typically do. Person such as myself with bipolar two disorder, it's kind of wreaking havoc on everything. So, you know, I try to do what I have to do to stay mentally healthy, um, physically healthy, um, emotionally healthy, all that good stuff. So as far as you or the listeners are concerned, you know, please make sure that you're doing what you can do to stay the same. Um, also, go to the website. I'm starting to update it on some of the uh, things that I'm doing, some of the ventures I'm doing. I'm having some more speaking engagements coming on board. And please make sure you check out the website. If you're feeling the uh, podcast, always, always, please be sure to share it with people. I love getting DMs. <laughs> I love people reaching out and telling me that they appreciate the work that I'm doing, but it's really important for you to share it with your friends and post it to other people because reaching out to me is great, but other people need to know as well. Um, if this is really impacting you, if this is having a positive benefit in your life, I do stay focused and humble to know that's why I'm doing this, but it is also important for me to kind of grow this so other people can hear it as well. And with that in mind, I just literally just finished um, a speaking engagement, part of the uh, Rodman Impact Speaker, speaker Series. Um, and today's topic was, are you okay, mental health during the COVID-19 pandemic? And it was a great opportunity for me to sit actually on the panel with three other colleagues who are esteemed in their profession, have way more, way more letters behind their name than I do, um, and talk about, you know, the impacts of, of the coronavirus and the pandemic. And as I said earlier, it's been messing with me, so it was really cool to be on a panel and discuss these issues and, and get the word out and get the message out to all the people who are in the audience listening and hopefully we were able to do something that benefits their life and i'll post that again on my website and on my facebook page so this episode let's go ahead and uh jump into it what you heard at the beginning of this episode was part of my weekly production call with my team now my um film team uh, for developing uh, the proof of concepts that we're calling normalized and this is a film based on this podcast and I've kind of hinted at this project for the past couple of months and it started in earnest a little less than a year ago and there's a reason why I was kind of scared of sharing this podcast or sharing this project with people is because I was nervous. Um, I have a book that I read to my daughter and I read it to my daughter tonight. It's called What to Do with an Idea. And in the book, the main character basically talks about how he has an idea, but he's scared to share it with people because he was scared of what people may think. And so he was ignoring the idea, but the idea kept following with him and the idea wanted his attention and the idea wanted to be fed and loved. And eventually the boy gave in, um, started paying attention to his idea, started loving it, and started basically allowing his idea to grow and become a part of him and then becoming part of everything. And the moral of the story is what do you do with an idea? You share it with the world. And the irony here is I've, sh I've created this podcast and shared myself. It's very revealing and, and, and deep and an emotional podcast, and I've shared it with the world. That was an idea. But it always starts anew. <laughs> so when a new idea starts up, uh, you think you're scared and you think is this stupid can you actually do it if even if deep down in you want to do it and, and more importantly like I'm 41 and the question becomes how long can I chase dreams 
I mean, there's a financial commitment. There's a time commitment. Um, there's a risk associated with it. I mean, what I'm talking about in this movie is actually so crazy. I've barely touched on it in any of my episodes. And so the story I personally think is great. And I personally think I know it will be great and know it will be success. Now, I've always had to feel that way about things that I, I take on. But even still, if it doesn't, <laughs> um, there's a risk associated with it. And the risk is further exposing myself to things that just, you know, may be detrimental in my life, my personal life and my professional career. So all of those like issues kind of swirl in your head when you're deciding whether or not to take a risk um, on a dream. I, I guess before you even make a commitment, you have to ask yourself, really, what is a dream? I think we all have an idea of a dream. But really sit back and think, what is a dream? When I was a kid, I wanted to play baseball. I wanted to play for the Baltimore Orioles. Love the Orioles. As I grew older, it probably turned into something like football and then a rapper. It was always entertainment-based because as a child, the only thing that you know is entertainment. You know, it's, it's what you go out and do in high school. It's what you see on TV. It's always based around entertainment. The TV shows, yeah, you want to be an actor. I mean, the TV shows are about doctors. They're about cops. They're about lawyers. But nah, did you really want to grow up to be like that? Or did you really want to um, be the person who acted out that role on TV? Maybe some people wanted to be cops. Maybe some people want to go to the military. That was a little too violent for me. It wasn't really how I rolled. So those are the types of things I didn't want to be. But when I got to college, I just knew I wanted to finish college. Didn't even really know what I wanted to be after that. And that's when kind of life hits. And life can hit like a thousand bricks. The real world hits and you just want a job. You want stability. You're making money and you can kind of live off those fruits and enjoy things you know, as, as much as possible it kind of kills your dream it kills your drive and i'm sure everybody out there in their 30s who's kind of like i hate to say this gotten married had kids you're appreciative you love it but i think you know you're missing something from your youth when you had a little more vigor a little more energy and a little more ambition and creativity to want to do something great and i can't lie i mean i kind of live vicariously through my eight-year-old daughter because i love going to her soccer games can't even go to a soccer games during the coronavirus but that's something that's really messing me up and that just kind of goes to the fact of I, like your dreams have been shot and now this is what you do um you're a soccer dad and there's my, my daughter loves me for it but you know i think you're feeling what i'm saying now i do want to say there are people obviously who are doing great things they're in careers that they love um that may not be in the entertainment or some type of more sexy type of uh, profession but they're still doing something that's valuable and meaningful and is a projection of who they are what they believe the world should be and that's amazing and in my career I don't necessarily have that I'm good at what I do I'm compensated well for it I do get the opportunity to help others uh, but there's definitely something missing part of why I started the podcast was the therapist telling me you need to do something to kind of express yourself but I didn't realize in doing so the creative side would come out of me so much and it would lead to so much more so let's go ahead and circle back to the beginning of this episode how did how does that happen how do I get on the phone call talking about moving well the first thing um, very similar to the book that I was reading with my daughter is you have to have an idea if, you, if, you have, if you're chasing a dream you have to know what your dream is and does your dream have to be realistic nah you just gotta feed it you just gotta you know love it nurture it not be ashamed of it not be scared of it and that's effectively what my podcast is but you also have to be willing to say 
I have to want more from this. I have to continue to like take on opportunities and continue to push boundaries. Um, be welcome to any type of suggestion and or idea that may help you achieve your goal. Don't just shoot shit down. Um, speaking engagements that I had wasn't necessarily what I thought I wanted to do. Being described as a self-help podcast really was fighting that. But I did allow these features to naturally kind of evolve and surround my podcast, my brand, which got me to the point of hearing an individual named Damien Kaur, and I heard him on From the Canopy podcast. And Damien is a director, he's a cinematographer, he's also a professor, and he was on the podcast um, talking about there being so many platforms out there from uh, a, a visual perspective, from a movie perspective. So if you're talking about like Hulu or if you're talking about uh, Netflix or if you're talking about Amazon Prime, there's so many opportunities for people out there to actually get their story out. The one thing that people want to see is authenticity. Actually, it's one thing. Another thing that people want to see or what you should have is content. And damned if that wasn't two things that I had with my podcast, it was authenticity and content. So the next thing I needed was just a pair of balls. I had to get the courage up to figure out how to reach out to him to say, look, I have something here. I don't necessarily know how to articulate where I think it can go. I have a general idea, but I think if you listen to it, it may hit you in a way that you say, you know what, I think I can do something with this. And so I got the courage up to say that to him. I found out how to reach him. When I reached out to him, um, he listened to the podcast. It took a couple of weeks for him to get back to me. That couple of weeks, I was like, oh my God, I was on my head. Like, he doesn't like it. This sucks. One thing you can never let happen is that one person uh, define what you're doing. So even if he never did get back to me, which he did, even if he didn't, I shouldn't be like, oh my God, it sucks. I mean, nobody should define what I think is good and what I believe can actually have some meaning and value in the world. He got back to me. Um, he's like, yeah, this is going to work. And at that moment, it was almost like, holy shit, holy shit, this is amazing. This is too real to be true. But then comes the work and the work isn't easy. It's ongoing. But at the beginning, it was really hard. I mean, it was completely retraining myself to do something that I've never done before, which was come up with a story. So I had all these different stories from the podcast. That was my content. The authenticity was, well, it's me, so that shouldn't be too hard to figure out. But coming up with a story that made sense was really challenging. I, I came up with one story for him. It's like a 15-page story just to like kind of an outline, and he responded back pretty much like, what the fuck is this? Like, <laughs> this is not good. This is not what I'm talking about. And that got me down. I can't lie. That got me down because I was like, shit, I can't get this. And I treated this like my only shot, and I couldn't fuck this up if this was my only shot. And then I just kind of went away in my own head for a couple of days. I just really tapped into myself. And it's very similar to how these ideas from my podcast come up. The idea for Normalized, which is the actual name of the film, came up. I wrote it down. I sent it back to him. And he was like, yes, yes, that's it. <sighs> Fade to black. <laughs> you like that, right? Um, so is there a pot of gold at the end of this rainbow? I don't know. I guess that also depends on what a pot of gold is. Is it financial? Is it more opportunity? 
I have to be able to check myself a lot because of my condition that you as a listener are very familiar with. It needs to be something that's more aligned with humility and happiness. Those are the things that I need to be trying to achieve. Because when you go back to the beginning of this episode and you hear Damien say, uh, the line producer wanted to know whether or not she should cheer for me or hate me, didn't really know how to feel about me. Look, I won't lie. I feel that way about myself a lot. Um, And that is the reality of life. Sometimes we cheer for people and sometimes we just want people to go away. But the larger issue that was being raised is there I was acting as or the story may portray as if there's nothing to lose, but there's everything to lose. That's the crazy part. Um, My behaviors in the past, um, how I've been unable to cope with situations. um, I have everything to lose. And it's scary when I think about that as what as good as things can be or the things that define me, the things that allow me to become better on a daily basis that drive me are also going to be the same damn things that bring me down. And I see it. I see it. And that's the crazy part. And even though you see something, you can't prevent it or you can't necessarily stop it. Um, And so I do always have to be mindful of that. It's important to not get ahead of your skis, so to speak. Uh, allow things to come to you and at the age of 41 perhaps what's most important for me um, for anybody else out there who's chasing a dream is to just enjoy that moment enjoy that ride obviously nothing in life is guaranteed the older I get the more I realize that and I've had a chance to reach out to some friends who in the middle of their life to started or decided to start chasing a dream And to a person, they said it was worth it, no matter the ups and downs and the risk and the fears of failure. In the end, they're very content and happy with themselves for actually doing something that they wanted to do, um, pushing themselves and not perhaps doing what others wanted them to do. And through it all, that's like the one consistent theme that I heard. And it does sound so cliche to just be persistent, um, to be consistent and good things will happen. You know what? I think generally in life, that is how life can pan out. Perhaps it's always not like that with the dream, but if you perhaps understand your dream a little more, you're a little more in tune to your dream, and it doesn't necessarily have to be the most sexiest thing, but something that actually makes you unhappy inside, it's something that's a lot easier to pursue, and because your love for it will allow you to keep pushing. Um, So for all the dreamers out there, for all those who are considering or contemplating a chasing of a dream during midlife, or shit, even end of life, there's no better time than right now. That's what I'm doing right now. So hopefully you'll enjoy the ride with me. As always, I really want to thank you for your time and attention. Keep pushing out there and I'll catch you on the flip side.